This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, we are on a series of friendship with the Holy Spirit. Good having you out here today. And uh, this is actually kind of like part two of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And uh, we have uh, been going with a scripture all month, and that's in 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14. And it's the message translation, and uh, it's a salutation from Paul. It says, the amazing grace of Master Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And so, you know, this, this month we're talking about the Holy Spirit. We know that Jesus died on the cross, not just to save us uh, uh, and, and get us to heaven, but really he uh, died on the cross so that he could send the Holy Spirit so the Holy Spirit can be our comforter. Amen? Amen. So uh, you are not alone in your walk with God. Amen? You have the Holy Spirit. Look at your neighbor and say, you have the Holy Spirit. And so, and so really, uh, the Holy Spirit wants to be intimate with us, and we need to be intimate with the Holy Spirit. And uh, in the first session, I talked about uh, characteristics of the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit's like wind, and the Holy Spirit's unpredictable, and, uh, because God doesn't do everything the same all the time. You cannot predict what God's going to do, amen, but we know He's going to do good things. And so last week, we talked about the importance of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and how really uh, the New Testament church embraced the baptism of the Holy Spirit um, with uh, the, the gift of speaking in other tongues. And, uh, and so this is a powerful gift that we should be, you know, if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, you need to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not talking about Last week I talked about, you know, there's three baptisms. Baptism into the body of Christ. When you receive Jesus, you get into a new family. You're baptized into the family of God. You're immersed in the family of God. And, and of course, uh, I'm not talking about water baptism. We know that that's something that we all need to do is to get water baptized. And if you haven't been water baptized, I want to encourage you to get water baptized. Amen. Everybody in the New Testament got water baptized. Amen. And then we know this, that last week we talked about the importance of, of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And this is where you get totally immersed in the Holy Spirit and where God wants to empower us. How many people want to be empowered in here? I don't know about you, but I, want, I need the power of God in my life. I, I need to know that God is real in my life. I, I need to have an experience with God. Can I talk to somebody today? How many people need an experience with God? And hopefully on Sunday mornings, not only on Sunday mornings, you're getting an experience with God, but hopefully in your prayer time and in your time during the week, you're experiencing God on a real level. Am I talking to anybody today? You might be saying, well, I'm experiencing the devil a lot more, Pastor. Yeah, you might be dealing with problems and issues and you may feel like the devil's on your back. But I'm going to say this greater. Can somebody say greater? greater. Is he that is in me than he that is in the world? So no matter what the devil's trying to do in our lives, God is greater. Can I get a witness in the house today? 
So he is greater. And you know what God did in the early church? He empowered the church. He filled the church with the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, when you get so filled with God, there's no room for the devil to get in. I'm preaching to somebody today. When you get so filled with God, there's no room for the devil. You might say, what do you mean the devil? Can a Christian have a devil? The Christian can have anything he wants. Oh, I'm preaching today. The devil, the Christian, if you want a devil, you can have one. I don't want a devil, glory to God. But if you want one, you can, if you want to buddy up with the devil, the devil will buddy up with Christians. And, but no, you want to uh, renounce the hidden things of darkness, the Bible says. Renounce those things that are trying to come against our faith, come against our relationship with God. And so we see this, and this, you know, one person, I read a book one time, and it says, uh, uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, command or option. Is it an option for us to be uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit, or is it a command? Well, in, in Acts 1, 4, 5, Jesus actually commanded the disciples to wait to get baptized. So you might, ha- you might have to say it, it, it is a command to get baptized in the Holy Ghost. Look at Acts 1, 4, and 5. This is really amazing. It says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem. See, notice that he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem. I'm going to say it again. He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptizes with water, water baptism, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So, so we see this is a promise. So we discover that baptism of the Holy Spirit comes with the gift of speaking in other tongues. And this can make people nervous. I'm going to say this, that sometimes that if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, you don't have that gift of speaking in other tongues. Uh, the, the enemy wants to make you nervous about this gift, but there's nothing to be nervous about. Right. Amen. In other words, if you're, if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's, it's as na- being baptized and in, in speaking in tongues is as natural as singing in the Holy Spirit. Amen. It, it's a natural thing. Yes, it's new. But it's something that we should, it should be a, a living well that never runs dry. I'm going to say again, us speaking in tongues should be a living well that never, what am I saying to you this morning? I'm saying that if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, keep praying in the, okay, I'm preaching to somebody today. Keep praying in the Holy Spirit, amen? That's how you, how you build yourself up, amen? In Acts 2, 1 and 4, let, I'm, 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 I'm going into this, but... Right here, he said, wait for the promise. And then the promise came in Acts. It says, when the day of Pentecost has fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound of heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, as one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So we see this, that the disciples, the 12 disciples, plus there were over a a, a hundred people in that upper room. The Bible talks about 120. And it says said that they all were filled. All were filled. Amen. In other words, God wasn't excluding anybody from this gift of praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. 
So God's, you know, you might not be baptized in the Holy Spirit, and you may think, well, maybe that's just for some special people. No, everybody's special in the kingdom of God. Everybody has a calling in the kingdom of God. Everybody is supposed to be soul winners in the kingdom. Can I get a witness today? So I'm going to talk to you about reasons why every believer, why every believer should desire the gift of the Holy Spirit and speak it in tongues. Number one, it's a supernatural sign to us and others that God's word is true. It's a supernatural sign. To, it's a supernatural sign. When you get saved, you get God's super on your natural. I'm preaching to somebody today. When you get saved, you get God's super on your natural and you become a supernatural person in God. You know, when you study out, with the, you study out the Bible, the, the patriarchs in the, in the Bible, you'll find out a lot of these people had the anointing of God. They did mighty things. I think about Samson. And Samson was a mighty warrior for God. And, and Samson uh, had this powerful strength that would come on him. And, you know, he killed a thousand, you know, uh, of the enemy, a thousand people with a jawbone. And it was the anointing of God. And I'm going to say this to you today. When you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you, you will be able, you know, the Bible says one can cast out a thousand, two can cast out a hundred thousand. And you're going to have the power to be able to cast out anything that's hindering your life. Do you believe that today? Amen. Amen. And so it's a supernatural sign. Say Somebody say supernatural. supernatural. And it says here in Acts 2, 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, glory to God. So we see that, that's supernatural. In Acts 10, 45 and 46, and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished as many came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit has been poured out on the Gentiles also, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. And so we see here in Acts 10, 45, 46, that Peter, I talked about this last week, ministered to Cornelius and the people that were in his house. He was a Roman cohort, and he wasn't Jewish. And the Bible says when he ministered Jesus, and they received Christ, that the Holy Spirit fell upon that household. Think about this. And they all started speaking with that supernatural language. And so, that, and so it was a sign unto Peter that they were truly saved. Oh, I'm preaching to you today. Peter said, oh my Lord, they got the gift that we got. And, and you know what Peter said? Peter said, I, I, I perceive that God's not a respecter of persons. In other words, he do, he's not, God's not just picking this person to bless and this person that they're not going to be blessed. No, everybody's blessed in the kingdom of God. I'm going to say that again. Everybody's blessed in the kingdom of God. All spiritual blessings are yes and amen to each one of us. Nobody has, nobody has a, a corner on the market in God. It's not just a silver spoon in one person's mouth from God. Everybody gets a silver spoon. Some people say that person was, was born with a silver spoon in their mouth. What does that mean? That means that they're, they're blessed. That, that means that they have resources. That means that they have abilities. Well, listen, I'm telling you, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a silver spoon. I'm preaching to somebody today that God has put in each one of our mouths. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? 
And I'm telling you, if you're down and depressed, and you, if you're baptized, you shouldn't be, ba- you shouldn't be down and depressed. But sometimes the devil works against us. You're not, you're not praying enough. You're not speaking the word enough. You start praying the Holy Ghost and things are going to start to change. Amen. And I'm going to say this, and this is not in my notes, but you need to start praying. If you are baptized in the Holy Spirit and you pray in tongues, you need to ask God to give you interpretation of your tongues. That's a side note. I'm not going to charge you for that today. But the Bible does say that we need to ask God to give us an interpretation of what we're saying. And God will give us an interpretation of our tongues and reveal to us what we're praying out. It's not, he doesn't just want it to be a mystery. Yes, it, he wants to reveal truth to us. When I'm praying for an answer, sometimes I pray in the Spirit. Sometimes I pray with my mom. And we'll be together and we're praying about a certain situation and we're praying in the Holy Ghost. And then the Holy Spirit will speak and maybe give a word of encouragement. And I'm telling you, that's all you need. One word from God. I'm going to say that again. One rhema word from God can change your destiny. One word. And if you hang on that word when hard times come, and I'm going to say this to you, hard times are coming. There's a lot of bad things out in this world. There's a lot of people doing bad things. But, but as long as you hang on to the words that God gives you and stand on those words, you will keep standing and you will not fall under pressure. Because there's pressure out here trying to get us to quit, trying to get us to throw in the towel. But I'm telling you right now, as you, if you stay hooked up with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit won't let you quit. I'm going to say that again. The Holy Spirit will not let you quit. He will, he'll, keep, he'll keep prompting you and giving you words of, of encouragement. Amen. He edifies us and he builds us up. Amen. The gift, number two, the gift of tongues for spiritual edification. It says in 1 Corinthians 14, 4, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I don't know about you, and I probably do know about you, because you're probably a lot like me. Every once in a while, I need to be built up. Every once in a while, the problems of life will try to come in. Every once in a while, you know, the circumstances will seem to seem to be bigger than the promises of God's word. Every once in a while, you know, I, I tend to look at circumstances and look at what's not going on. And, and every once in a while, I need to be built up. And I don't know any believer that, doesn't not, that does not need to be built up. We all need to be built up. And it says here, he who speaks in tongues edifies himself. That means that you build yourself up. On your most holy faith. That means that you are strengthening yourself. In other words, when you pray in the Holy Spirit, you're, ta- you're taking gospel pills. Amen. Hallelujah. You're, you're taking vitamins. You're, you're, you know, you take vitamins to strengthen your body, hopefully. My, my wife doesn't take vitamins. I take vitamins. Every day, I'm very faithful to my vitamins. Yen's not big on vitamins. Amen. She just said it doesn't work for her. Amen. But, but I said, according to your faith, let it be done unto you. Amen? But my faith that vitamins were... How many people in the house take vitamins? Glory to God. Well, we got some of you. Amen? 
And I'm telling you, I believe vitamins do work if you work them. Amen? And maybe it's all psychosomatic. I don't know. But it seems to be working for me. But, but when you pray in the Holy Ghost, what you're doing is you're taking spiritual vitamins. You're building yourself up on your most holy faith. And, and, and number three, uh, the reason why we should desire to pray in the Holy Ghost, it's the gift of tongues. It's a supernatural way of praying to God. There's going to be times in our lives where we don't know how to pray. There's going to be times in our lives where we're going to come up against a wall. Am I, am I speaking to anybody? There's going to be times in our lives where the enemy is trying to do everything he can. He's throwing everything at us and the kitchen sink. He's trying to get us, you know, depressed and down and downtrodden. And there's going to be maybe, you know, uh, a trial or uh, 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 something that's going to come our way. And you're going to need that gift of the Holy Spirit to pray out in the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, so you, you, can't, you can't do it all in the natural. You've got to have the super on your natural. And so the gift of tongues is a supernatural way of praying to God. In 1 Corinthians 14, 2, it says, For he who speaks in, tongue, in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him, however the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. So we see here that, there, that, that speaking in tongues is a supernatural way of praying, in God, uh, praying to God. But not only that, it's also a supernatural way of praising God. Okay, I'm, I'm getting to another level here. When you start praising God and you start lifting up your voice and you start praying, you can sing in the spirit, Paul says. And you can sing in the natural. You can pray in the natural and you can pray in the spirit. And, and Paul says you can do this at will, glory to God. And so, you know, you need to start praying. And when you start praying in the Holy Ghost, it, it, it's a supernatural way of building yourself up. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit may give you a song. Amen. Glory to God. He may give you, uh, he may inspire you. That's where uh, David, when he wrote the Psalms, he was inspired by the Holy Spirit. And he would write these Psalms that were anointed. And God can give you an anointed song. God can give you an anointed word. Amen. Uh, you know, God can give you. My, my pastor was going through some tough times one time. This was many years ago. And the, and the Spirit of the Lord, he was praying. And the Spirit of the Lord gave him a song. And that song was, and it was a song dedicated to the devil. And it goes like this. You are defeated. Jesus spoiled you. You are defeated. Jesus triumphed over you. He made a show of you openly. Ha, 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 ha. He made a show of you openly. Ha, 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 ha. You are defeated. Jesus spoiled you. Did you like that tune? <laughs> and so, you know what? He was just seeing that. You, who's defeated? The devil. The devil's defeated. What's defeated? The problem that you're facing is defeated. Why? Because God's bigger than that problem. God's bigger than that issue. God's bigger than that sickness. God's bigger than the symptoms. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? God's bigger than your kids' problems. Oh, now I'm, now I'm meddling. Amen. God's bigger than your children's problems. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? God can help you with your kids. Glory to God. I'm putting a plug in there. Amen. So, so it's a supernatural way of praying to God. Number four, the gift of tongues remind us 
of the spirit dwelling presence of the spirit. Sometimes we need to be reminded that we're not just natural, but we're supernatural beings with the spirit of God embodying in us. Have you ever woke up and you just didn't feel saved? Have you ever have you ever felt like you were just a normal person and we are normal people, but we're more than just normal people. We're new creations in Christ. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. Second Peter one, Second uh, Peter one four says it this way: by which, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. See, I'm going to say this to you this morning, that you are a partaker of the divine nature. I'm going to say this again. You are a partaker of the divine nature of God. You are partakers of the divine nature. You are new creations in Christ. Old things are passed away and all things have become new. Glory to God. So as you pray in the Holy Spirit, it reminds you that you have something in God. Are, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? When you pray in the Holy Spirit, it reminds you, that, you know, because even the devil will try to work on you and say, are you saved? <laughs> Do you think you really are saved? And the devil will work on people. And when you baptize the Holy Spirit, you know you're saved. Well, yeah, because you got that. You got the gift of the Holy Spirit working on the inside of you. Something on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in our lives. So you got the Holy Ghost on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so it it reminds us, the gift of tongues reminds us of the spirit dwelling presence in our lives. And I need to be reminded of that. Glory to God. Because the devil is always trying to remind us about our weaknesses. You know, he tries to remind us about our misses and when we mess up. And uh, he tries to make us think that we're still the old uh, creatures before we got saved. But you're not the old creature anymore. You're a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away and all things have become new. The gift of tongues, when utilized, number five, when utilized is praying in line with God's perfect will. I'm going to say this, sometimes we don't get it right in prayer. Oh man, I'm preaching to somebody today. Sometimes we're not praying out the right things. Sometimes we're praying maybe our desire, but it may not be God's desire. Have you ever prayed out anything and you realize that it was a wrong prayer? You were asking God for the wrong thing? I was, I was trying to pray out. For, I remember I was in a relationship. This was before Yin. Glory, thank God Yin was... Yin came along, but I was in this relationship that was, you know, I was praying, Lord, make it work, and it wasn't working. Amen. Have you ever been in a relationship that, 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 that you prayed, Lord, make it work? You said, yes, I'm in it right now, my marriage. No, no, don't go there. Don't go there this morning. Just because you're having some issues in your marriage doesn't mean that God's saying that it does, it's not right. Amen. Some of you might say, yeah, my marriage, it's, 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 it's plumb messed up. Yeah, but keep praying. Pray over, pray over your spouse. Pray over them. Believe God. Amen. That, that God's working on them. Amen. And so, you know, you know, you may pray out prayers that's not in line with God's perfect will. And so we pray out prayers and then and that's how we get messed up. Because when you're praying out those prayers that's not really the will of God, 
then you can get in trouble, amen? So, so what you need to do is you need to have Holy Ghost prayer in your life. Am I preaching to anybody today? Glory to God. Amen. And God wants us to have healthy relationships, healthy marriages, blessed marriages, blessed spouses. Amen. And in Romans 8, 26 and 27, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Notice that. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows that the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now, I've given this example before, and it doesn't happen too often. And I was uh, in my prayer closet, amen. I was praying, it was, I, I remember it was on a Thursday morning, and I was off work, and I was praying. I was actually in, uh, in another state. I was, I was headed towards Bible school. And I was praying for my family, and I was praying for different people in my family. Anybody pray for your family out here? And I was praying for my family and, and lifting them up in prayer. And then all of a sudden, the anointing of God, does anybody know what I'm talking about? The anointing of God came on me. It was like a cloak, and I started praying. Now, I pray in the Holy Ghost. I pray in tongues. But, but, when, but God will actually, he can move on you to pray in what is called diverse tongues. And diverse tongues is another level of prayer. It's not just your normal prayer language. It, it's, a, it, it, it's, it's, it's enhanced by the Holy Spirit. And diverse tongues is God you know, pray, praying through you, uh, interceding on somebody's behalf. And so sometimes we don't know how to pray. And I remember that I had diverse tongues and it was like this, this strong anointing and I was praying out. Matter of fact, uh, the Bible actually said, says uh, groanings as well. And I was actually groaning in the spirit. Now, you know, if you study out the scriptures, you'll find that Jesus groaned in the spirit. Right before he raised Lazarus, he groaned in the spirit. And so groaning uh, is a spiritual thing. So it's, it's likened to praying in tongues, but it's a deeper level it's also called travailing in the spirit. Anybody ever heard of travailing in the spirit? And sometimes what you do when you're praying out, you have to birth things out in the spirit realm. And I preach. I know it's getting deep in here this morning, but you, but you gotta you gotta birth out things in the spirit realm. Things need to be birthed out, and, and so you even uh, Finney, the great evangelist. Uh, before he went into a town, there was a man called Father Nash. And he would go in, and he was the prayer warrior of Finney. And he would go in, and he would get a couple people in the town. And they would go into a hotel, and they would pray for the town before Finney would come in. And he was the evangelist. And he would preach, and Finney would, would win lots of people into the kingdom of God. Finney had great success. But his success was based, really on the prayers of Father Nash and the people that they got connected to why? To birth out salvations. I'm not preaching to somebody today. So some of you might say, how come things aren't working? Because you haven't birthed anything out yet. In other words, you've got to get deep in prayer. You've got to get deep. It's kind of like, have, you know, of course, ladies know what I'm talking about. That ha- You know, if you have kids, it's like having a baby, travailing. And having a baby, it's, you're, you're, you're praying out 
the plans and the purposes and the will of God supernaturally. And so, and so Father Nash would pray it out. And Finney would have these great successes in his ministry. And he would get hundreds and thousands of people saved. And they said the people that got saved never turned back. And they, they did a study on these people. And all these people stayed true to God. Why? Because prayer makes a difference. And so when I was there and I, I, I was praying out and I, I, was, I, was, I was travailing in the spirit and it, it didn't last more than a couple minutes, maybe three or four minutes. It felt like a long time. And then I had a note of victory and I felt the presence and the peace of God and I started laughing in the spirit. Amen. There's a laughter in the spirit. Anybody ever laughed in the Holy Spirit? There is a laughter in the spirit. There's also a cry in the spirit. So, so you can cry under the anointing of God. You can laugh under the anointing of God. You can run around the room under the anointing of God. You can dance under the anointing of God. There's lots of things you can do under the anointing. Yes, Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And it's nothing to be embarrassed about. Paul says, I'll be a fool for Christ. Amen. Amen. And we need to be a fool for Christ and a fool for the world. And so praying in line with God's, I'm talking about praying in line with God's perfect will. And so when I prayed out that morning, I found out that that morning my nephew, David, was in a serious car accident. He wasn't wearing his seatbelt. He went through a a red light and he was on a head-on collision with another car. And he wasn't wearing his seatbelt and he didn't go through the, he didn't, he, nothing happened to him. He was perfectly protected. He, he said in, in recounting what, what happened, he said when he slammed on his brakes and he threw his hands up in the air to stop himself from hitting the steering wheel. I'm telling you, when you go in 40 miles an hour and you come at a complete stop, it's impossible for you to stop yourself from hitting your head against the windshield or from flying through. And he wasn't hurt. The other driver wasn't hurt. He was protected. So what I'm saying, what I'm saying to you this morning I'm saying when you're praying in God's perfect line and His perfect will, you can save somebody's life. You can save your family's life. Praying in the Holy Spirit is a powerful weapon. I said last week that the devil will fight us on different things. He'll fight us on, 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 on he'll fight the body of Christ and being prosperous. The devil wants us broke, poor, busted, and disgusted. He'll fight the body of Christ and us being healed. Uh, he, he will say, you know, well, doctors is, and the medicine is a, new, is a new healing for today. No, God's power is healing for today. And he will fight us in praying in the Holy Spirit. And we need to be people of prayer. Amen. And so I, that was an amazing report that I got back that my nephew, I believe, you know, I, it could have ended up differently. I'm glad I was in a position of prayer. Number six, praying in tongues stimulate your faith. I need my faith stimulated. It says in Jude 1, 20 and 21, But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. So we see here uh, in, in the book of Jude, we see here he says, Building yourself up on your most holy faith. So praying, it stimulates your faith. Praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourself in the love of God. So I'm going to say this, that, you know, you heard my story before. When I was working in a secular job, 
uh, that there was one person that was trying to get in a fight with me on the job, and he was really pushing my buttons. Anybody ever get their buttons pushed in here? Does the devil know how to push some of your buttons? And you say, yeah, my spouse knows how to do that. Amen. And But yeah, but, uh, but uh, my buttons were being pushed, and I remember I had to run into the bathroom. I felt like Clark Kent running into the, uh, into the phone booth. You know, Clark Kent was Superman. He would run into the phone booth, and he would change into, into his Superman costume, right? And so, but, you know, you can run into the bathroom and put on the super spiritual nature of God on you. And I ran into the bathroom because I was so angry. I almost wanted to get in a fight with this guy. I wanted to punch him out. And so, you know, the, you know, the devil wants you to, to fight this fight in the flesh. And we can't fight this spiritual warfare in the flesh. We got to fight it in the spirit. If you're trying to fight it in the flesh, you will lose every time. But if you fight in the spirit realm, you will win every time. So the devil wants us fighting in the flesh. So I got into that bathroom and I prayed in the Holy Spirit. And that anger that was on me, that wanted to punch this person out. Yes, I was saved. You can be saved and still want to punch people out. (laughs) I'm going to say that again. You can be saved and still want to punch people out. Just because you're saved doesn't mean that you don't have feelings. Doesn't mean that you don't get some anger in your life. Doesn't mean that you don't recoil at times. There's going to be times that we're going to recoil. There's going to be times. But when you pray in the Holy Ghost, it will help you to recoil less and, and, and be led by the Spirit more. Are you, you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so you pray in the Holy Spirit. And notice it says this, keeping yourself. It says building yourself up in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourself in the love of God. So when I prayed in the Holy Spirit, the anger subsided in my life. Amen. In that moment. And I felt the peace of God rush in my life. And I said, that's it. I'm okay now. See, sometimes you need to pray in the Holy Ghost to be okay. Because you're either dealing with depression. You're either dealing with anger. Amen. If you're not dealing with joy and peace, you're dealing with the opposites. Isn't that right? God wants us walking in. What is the Holy Ghost? It's righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. What is the kingdom of God? Righteousness, right standing with God through the blood, uh, 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 peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what we should be operating in, peace and joy. But the enemy wants us operating in grief, sadness, and anger. But that's not us. Say, that's not me. Amen. We're walking in joy and peace. Amen. And, uh, and in, ver- and in uh, 7, it said, Praying in tongues gives us a spiritual refreshing. Gives us a spiritual refreshing. In Isaiah 28, 11 through 12, it says, for with us, now this is interesting. This is Old Testament. And the Old Testament is types and shadows. It reveals what's going to happen in the New Testament. And so we see here, it says here, for with a stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people to whom he said, this is the rest with which you have been caused to uh, cause weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. So we see here, it says with a stammering lip, And another tongue, he will speak to this people to whom he said, this is the rest which may cause the weary to rest. So so what am I saying to you this morning? 
I'm saying that when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you get a refreshing. In other words, you get built up on your most holy faith and it refreshes you. Last night I was with my mom on the phone and I said, Mom, let's pray about a certain situation. And we prayed in the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden I started getting joy and I started feeling the presence of God. I started feeling the peace of God. And I started even laughing a little bit in the Holy Ghost. And I felt great. Amen. You don't need, you don't need wine, natural wine to get up. You just need the new wine of the Holy Spirit. A lot of people are trying to, you know, substitute with natural wine and drink. But no, the Bible says do not be drunk uh, in excess, but be filled with the Spirit Amen. Speak into yourselves in psalms and songs and spiritual songs and hymns and make a melody in your heart to the Lord. Amen. So we don't need Jack Daniels. We just need Jesus Christ. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? You don't need to get the edge off. I need to get the edge off. Well, if you need to get the edge off, you just need to pray in the Holy Ghost. Pastor, I just need a nightcap. No, you need... Are you listening? I just need a nightcap. Well, you know, yeah, you know, you need the Holy Ghost. You need, that's the best nightcap you can get. People, have, they have all kinds of terminology. A nightcap, get the edge off. Amen. Is it, are, does anybody know what I'm talking about here? Yeah, you, all, you guys all used to be in the clubs. I know. I, I, I recognize you guys. You guys used to party at the clubs. But you're not in the clubs anymore. You're in the church. Glory to God. You're Holy Ghost sanctified people. Amen. Amen. So praying in tongues is a spiritual refreshing. Number eight, praying in tongues aids us in worshiping the Lord. I just talked about that earlier. It says here in 1 Corinthians 14, 14 through 15. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? This is Paul talking about praying in tongues. I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray also with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will also sing um, uh, with, with my understanding. So we see here, so we see here that, that Paul is saying here that when you pray uh, in tongues, it aids you in worshiping the Lord. Like I said earlier, God can give you a Holy Ghost song that will help you in whatever weakness you might be dealing with. God can give you a word of encouragement. He can give you a, a, a word that will keep you, that will sustain you in your trial. And I don't know about you, but I need Holy Ghost words to sustain me in my trials. Amen? Like I said earlier, one word from God can change your life. Number nine, praying in tongues brings the tongue under subjection to the Holy Spirit. And I talked about this last week that sometimes when pressure comes into our life, what, what, what a lot of times if we're not filled with the Holy Spirit and we're not filled with the word, then, then the wrong words can come out of our mouths. Have you ever got angry and just, and just spouted out and you lost your temper and you said something that you regretted? Have you, ever, have you ever said anything to, to anybody and said, man, I shouldn't have said it that way. I, I shouldn't have spoke it that way. And Why? Because the pressures come. But listen, if you're walking in the peace of God, if you're praying in the Holy Spirit 
and you're, and you're staying in the peace of God, then nothing can upset your apple cart. Nothing will be able to upset you. In other words, when you're walking in the peace of God, it doesn't matter what's coming at you. You're going to remain in that peace. And so when you're praying in tongues, it brings his tongue under subjection to the Holy Spirit. That's where James says, no man can tame the tongue. It's an unruly evil full of deadly poison. So we know this, that we need our tongues tame because, you know, out of the, the, the abundance of the heart, the mouth leaks. I mean, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So out of our abundance of our heart, whatever we put in it will eventually come out. That's why you want to be putting in the word of God. You want to be praying praise songs. You want to be doing all that you can do. My question to you today, is the gift for me? You may say, is this gift for me? Is it, wasn't it just in a dispensation of the apostles back in the New Testament? No, no, Paul's, uh, Peter actually said it's not just for this generation, it's for those that are far off, amen? And uh, we know this, that in Acts 10, 34, when Peter again was ministering in Cornelius' house, uh, we see that in 10, 34, says, Peter opened his mouth and said, it's truth when he, when he heard the other people praying in the Holy Ghost, when he heard the people he was preaching to pray in the Holy Ghost, that the Holy Spirit fell on him. I perceive that God shows no partiality. So God's not a respecter of persons. If he gave it to them, if he gave it to your neighbor, he will give it to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Acts 2.39. For the promise uh, is to you and your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord of God will call. This is Peter. And he's saying that it's not just for the dispensation in the early days, it's for today. We know that, the, that, that uh, most of the Pentecostal churches, they, you know, uh, you know the, the Dark Ages came, and then you, know, you had the different denominations that came through, and finally, thank God, somebody started studying about the Holy Spirit in the 1900s. And that's where you got the Azusa Street Revival. And that's where you got all these Pentecostal churches that were raised up. Why they started studying is the baptism of the Holy Spirit for today. And they found out it was for that day in 1900s. And then now you have many churches that, that their denominations are based on, you know, they, it's called Pentecostal. It, it, it's based on the Holy Spirit pour out. Amen. Amen. On the book of Acts. That's why some people are called Pentecostals. All right. And some call, are called Crazymatics. I'm, I'm sorry, Charismatics. <laughs> And a charismatic is somebody that believes in the Holy Spirit, amen? But they're not over the top, amen? They're, they're charismatic, amen? Crazy-matics, amen? And, uh, and so next thing we tend to think is, is if, 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 if that gift is for me, it is for you, amen? And, uh, and so God wants you to have that gift. In Luke eleven nineteen through 13, it says, So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be open. If a son asks for bread from his father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer a scorpion? And if then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to the children, how much more your heavenly Father gives you the Holy Spirit who asks him? So what, what, what was uh, Jesus saying? Jesus saying, listen, if evil people, if people of this world can give good gifts to their children, 
How much more will God give you the Holy Spirit that asks? So what is he saying? Jesus was saying in this dispensation, before Jesus went to the cross and was raised from the dead, and, and then, you know, 40 days later, the, the 50 days later, actually, that's what, where you get the name Penta. It means 50. 50 days later, the Holy Spirit was poured out on the church. And so we know this, that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for us today. It's for the church today. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. So how do we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Well, I'm glad you came and, and you're asking this question. First, you must be open to believe that God wants you to have that gift. You must be open to believe that God wants you to have that gift. Number two, you must have a desire for the gift of the Holy Spirit. You must have a desire to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Number three, you must ask God for the baptism with the gift. Ask God to give you that, that, that gift. And number four, you just need to receive. Amen. So let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I thank you for all that are here today. And I thank you for those that are desiring for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, maybe those that are desiring to receive Christ as their Lord and Savior. And perhaps you're there watching online and you've never given your heart to Jesus. Where the Bible says today is the day of salvation. You may not have another chance. So I want to invite you to, to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Just say this and mean in your heart. Say, Dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead. For my justification, today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org. 